Hey, Julia. Are my cufflinks in there? Um, you want them? Oh, no, no, I can wait. Uh, so, I was thinking, we're not due in Bologna till the Friday. I don't know how many nights you want to spend in Milan. I'm getting a little worried about all the protests out there. You worry too much. I just don't want you to get swept up into all that again. Besides, I think we're more likely to find that renovation project in uh, Modena, Mantua, somewhere a bit more out of the usual tourist circuit, you know? It's all about finding those hidden gems. You know what they say out there at the moment, conservation is revolution. <laughs> yeah, we should stick to the red bricks, not the red brigades. You know, Bologna might be the best place for it after all. It says here that the government's actually giving out grants for renovation work. Uh, you just have to let the original tenants return at the same rents. Looks like the locals out there are really invested in urban policy. And you're still keen to see Venice, right? Of course. Just imagine you on a gondola under the moonlight. <laughs> Say, where'd you put the Venice guidebook? Oh, don't worry, I found it in my flares. So, I, I saw this shop selling some vintage rings yesterday. And I thought, uh, well, maybe while, while we're away, you'd, uh, you want to wear one? Just to fit in a bit? You know, with, uh, with the Catholics and all. What's that? I just wondered if it might be easier to let folks think we were married, you know? I read somewhere it might make things a bit smoother for us. It might have been in that trip to Italy book. I'll see if I can dig it out. Anyway, we could uh, kind of make a game out of it. I don't even need to worry about that. Just a thought. No harm in playing a part, right? <laughs> ah, thanks, Jules. Yeah, I got a feeling this trip's going to be something special. Who knows? Maybe we'll find something more than just a church, huh? Hey, Julia. I love you, baby. Everything's going to be okay. There may, of course, be a public library that's open. Very strange imagery. Some people have said it almost looks like cannibalistic practices. I was thinking about going up to the Basilica. I mean, I know it's a couple of hours walk, but maybe a taxi. If this order has responsibility of bearing away all these unfortunate groups, it's an incredibly small plot. There's someone there. There's someone there. In the stained glass window that looks out towards you, a face. What if it's the devil? You hear rattling of a chain and potentially a dog barking. Tonto! I start creeping very stealthily down the steps. Even in the torchlight, you can see a face that has no nose, no forehead. The Apocalypse Players present Il Portico di San Luca A Call of Cthulhu scenario by Dan Wheeler with Dominic Allen as Robert Hyde, retired chemist. Joseph Chance as Nicholas Devere, theatre critic. Perennial guest star Jeannie Spark as Sharon Clifford, widowed housewife. And Dan Wheeler as your keeper of arcane lore. An Ecumenical Matter And you see that this man appears to be with this bizarre creature on the end of this chain patrolling the perimeter of a, like a little oubliette that you've come into mm. uh, with doors that lead off in both directions well, passageways lead in both directions but that, with that four, that is an involuntary reaction, for sure. What's your involuntary reaction? Have you got an idea? If you don't, I'm going to just give you one. There's nothing I want to do, so you're going to have to give me one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think you I think you cannot help but almost like wretch yeah audibly with the with the vileness of what you've just seen yeah and as you do as you make that noise both the man and the creature turn to look at you and he says again I say it as well <laughs> okay quieti orcolat and then he says something to you. He, he looks you up and down. And he has a, a sort of quizzical look on his face. And he says something to you in Italian. It sounds like a question. I spit. I just spit and shake my head. <laughs> I, think, I think I grab Sharon's hand. But I look at her and then I look at him and then I look at her and then I look at him. The non-hammer hand, obviously. So he moves across the room to you and this creature hops as it moves on two legs. Almost like a kangaroo. I start walking back up the steps. <laughs> I start walking back up the steps and then I start I start picking up speed as soon as I'm around the corner from him. And as I run past these guys, I go, run, fucking run, fucking run, there's a monster, fucking run. <laughs> and then I'm running three steps at a time, 67 years old. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. <laughs> fucking hell, it's horrible. <laughs> and... Uh, so you're all running up the steps, are you? As long as I'm faster than either of these two, which I know I'm not. I've seen my movement right. I just, I've, I've seen, I, I've, I've got Sharon's hand, and I think I look at her imploringly, but I hear the chain, and I hear this <gasps> of, of, of a dog. I hear this dog, <laughs> and, I, and I think I begin to let go of her hand, and I just, I just sort of, my long limbs begin to move down the steps. You have to see it. I, I think I have to try to understand what the fuck it is that's drawn me here. <laughs> fuck! You don't want to see it! I think I have to. Yeah. Uh, well, as you head down, it and its keeper head up. <laughs> Sharon, which direction are you going in? Up or down? Frozen. Absolutely frozen. <laughs> yeah, the midpoint of, of fear and terror. Like a rabbit in the headlights. So... Robert or Sol is um, is scampering up the stairs, uh, and Nicholas, you push past Sharon and head down, and you are met almost face to face because you're a few steps above it. This grotesque face, mm. which is yeah, all, all, like weirdly almost human, but with no nose and no forehead. Could you give me a sanity roll, please? One d eight. Oh yes, no, there's uh, no. Let's go straight to the loss. Let's not go to the loss. Oh, it's a, it's a pass. Um, hilariously, it's a pass. 14 on my 67 sanity. Wow. Well, I mean, the the book actually says no sanity loss, but I'm going to say one sanity loss for seeing this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, it, and it, it growls in your face. And it is not a dog, is it? Oh, it's very much not a dog. And... The, the man says again, Quieti! And then he says, Who are you? Why are you here? Shit. Sharon's no help at all. She's absolutely frozen. She's probably pissed herself. <laughs> but you still haven't seen it, right? You're just far enough around the corner. You've heard it, but... <laughs> I, I, I think I say, Sono critical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a critic. He says, everyone is a critic these days. <laughs> and then I run. And I try and grab Sharon's hands as I, as I run. That's my involuntary action. I think Fine. I think I was frozen and I just said who I am. And then... Yeah. No. So you, all three of you, I think now, I mean, Sharon, I guess... I don't know whether you wait to see this thing or whether you just turn on your heel and run. I think if, if, if he's grabbed my hand, I'm going to go with him. Wherever he's going, I'll go with him. Okay. So uh, you all run up the stairs and behind you, you hear this sort of bounding of like hooves on stone. <laughs> but two hooves at the same time. Hop, like a big bunny. They go, gush. Like a bunny of hell. Gush, yeah, yeah. Or like a hoofed kangaroo. Oh, Christ. And the chain's rattling, and the man is the man is yelling something, but but he's holding this creature on the end of the chain, so it doesn't uh, it, it it doesn't reach you. You're all sort of moving at the same pace, 
and you move up and up and up and pile out from behind this picture to be confronted by a small group of the confraternita. God. Oh, God. Stood around this little shrine waiting for you. Of course. I think I should have uh, played it cooler down there. There was, uh, but once you've found a sound roll, what can you do? That was four sanity, man. Yeah. No. Yeah, That's it wasn't bad. about madness, though, but I I wouldn't stay down there. No, that was involuntary action, but... No, Horrible. no, Horrible. no. The run was the run was exactly right. No, it's all... I don't think we could have talked our way around that one. Oh, no. This is this is the perfect horror short story. Wouldn't, wouldn't want to stay in the vicinity of that thing. No. Oh, no. Thank you. What are, what are our chances, Dan, of, of laying into, lay into these motherfuckers? Stiletto, tr- st- stiletto trowel and hammer? Do we all fancy our chances? <laughs> well, this, there, I tell you, there are five of them. It doesn't look good. And there is another one behind you with uh, the orcolat on the end of the chain. Yeah, yeah. Um, who, it appears that he has the, the, the creature is obeying him. Yes. But it, it looks pretty fierce and enormous to you. It's, and it's, it's followed at, at the same speed it's followed us, yeah. Comes uphill. Yeah, and so you bundle out of the painting, and, and there the five of them are stood, gathered at the edge of the, the, um, the metal gate. And then from behind you, you hear this guttural barking sound of this creature as it sort of pulls itself out of this hole that is almost too big to fit through and then straightens out to its full height, which is about twice the height of the shortest of you. And one of the... In, I mean, unless unless you want to do anything, uh, you know, by all means, jump in, but one of the... Um, mm-hmm. The Brotherhood says, uh, What are you doing here? And then he turns to look at Robert and says you wear the cape you you have come to join or you have you have been chosen yeah that's right we're um we're joining we're joining the the, gro- the group see si, see si. see si, vero i'm going to brush up my italian like and they sort of look at each other and Perhaps I should ask Robert to give me a fast talk roll. Hmm. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Or anyone can give me a fast talk roll. Oh, anyone should. (laughs) È vero, è vero. Sì. Um, uh, It's important. Because sono sono capito. Sono... uh, I understand. At last... Sono inglesi, ma penso è vero, grande vero. That's my version of the fast roll. Okay, by all means, all give me a fast talk roll. Well, I failed. Big fail. I have rolled a 59 on my uh, 55 fast talk, so I'm going to spend the luck. Oh, wow. I think that's worth it. Okay, I think... With one success from Nicholas, they say, Okay, qu- quickly in, into the basilica. We do not have much time. Oh, right. Okay. And they lead the way towards the basilica. And I don't know whether you follow. Hell yeah. So I'll just to get a library card. And we're, we're sort of surrounded by them at the same time, right? They're not, they're not just sort of... Well, you're kind of trapped by them initially because you are in this sort of... Uh, you know, like a little, a little side chapel almost, like shrine area behind the metal gates, and you've got the orcalat behind you. But once you come out, you're you're no longer surrounded. It it feels like they've maybe taken you at your word. All right, uh, follow us into the basilica, one of you. And they look at um, they look at Robert again and say, and it appears you have been chosen, but one of you may be able to help. Help? See. Follow. Oh, all right. Do you follow them into the basilica? Yes. 
Um, is the, is, I'm going to glance right. Does the taxi is the taxi still there or left? Whichever one was there. <laughs> is the taxi still there? Is it still waiting? <laughs> taxi. The taxi is sort of just out of sight. <laughs> if, it, if it is still waiting, <laughs> um, it's it's just out of sight. Uh, is there is there a chance for for Sharon to run? <laughs> do I do I think there's a chance for Sharon to run? Love the idea. The taxi drivers watched all this. Because I'm movement, I'm movement five. What's your what's your movement, Robert? Five. Five. We're both movement five because we're old. But I'm thinking Sharon isn't movement five, and she's to me she is the only light left now hmm. because I've got some kind of partly human faced kangaroo hopping dog demon fiend behind me, and I figure like I could I could create some confusion in the last 30 seconds of our lives. And I feel like I want to save Sharon. Uh, yeah, you could try. It might be that it's, it might be that you just sign her death warrant, but... Yep, yep, there's always that chance. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I think I've been gripping onto her hand this whole time. I, I think your fast talk has certainly meant the ones ahead of you have turned their back, so if Sharon wanted to make a run for yeah. where potentially the taxi is, yeah. she could... I think all I do is I say, could you run for it? Hey, I'm going to do it. You're going to do it? And and suddenly she's gone. She lets go of my hand. <laughs> and actually, none of it, none of it is to do with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Sharon, I guess you better give me a dex roll. Yes. Oh, it's a, it's a hard success. 26 on a 75. A hard success. Okay, hang on. Give me a minute, give me a minute. God, she's fast. She's really fast. God, you are so dexterous. Astonishingly, <laughs> only a regular success from the Orcolat. <laughs> oh, Jeannie, one more important thing to check. <laughs> Did you, you didn't see the Orcolat as you ran down the ran up the stairs. Um, I think you were in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you did you look over your shoulder when you got back up at the top and you were surrounded by the, the the brothers? Yes. Yes. You did, so you have looked behind you. I think I've seen a, glo- a hor- <laughs> horrifying glimpse of what there is there. <laughs> okay, well, I think we better have a retrospective sand roll then, please. Oh, God. Okay. I've been, I've been thinking about this sand roll. I'm worried. I'm worried. Where are we? Oh, yes, I've lost it. 39 on a 69. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Well, that's that's lucky. Um, so that is that is one point of sanity that you lose anyway for seeing it. I mean, fair. Very fair. I guess you probably glimpse it as it emerges from behind the painting mm. and unfolds itself into its full height, which is about twice the height of <laughs> a normal human. Like tiny little eyes and this vast sort of toothy mouth but it's on the end of a chain it's it's kind of it looks a lot like a dog which is current a dangerous dog which is currently under control but yeah that 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 one point of sanity how many points of sanity have you lost now two only two just two okay fine i think that is an involuntary action and maybe that involuntary action is is you leaping off the portico and for sure for sure beginning to run excellent sharon you're away. You're off the portico. Uh, you no longer have your torch, do you? Uh, uh. Do you still hold? Have it? I can't. I thought you gave it. Did you not give it? To someone take it? No, you still have it. Well, anyway, if you have it, you switch it off or throw it. You're into the darkness. Yeah. I think you leap off with that hard success. <laughs> the ledge of the portico mm-hmm. and down a level, and you're away before before the creature even sees where you've gone and you sort of leg it down the hill to where where the taxi is. Amazing. Or is it? Mm. Or is it? Is it? So you get to where you think it should be and it's not. But you know the way you came. Mate, I just keep running. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> At that moment, the, the man with the, the creature on the end of the, the chain utters something in Italian and the creature starts sort of sniffing around and barking 
and jumps and leaps off the ledge on these powerful two hind legs and lands. But then one of the other brotherhood up front turns and shouts something in Italian. And, and he stops he stops the creature on the end of the chain. And he turns to turns to you, Robert, and says, We need it. We need the Orcolat. And we need you. Okay. It's more important. More important than her. Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know whether you you turn back and take one more glimpse at this horrible creature as you as you run down the hill. I think absolutely. Once you've seen something that vile, sort of, it's that it's that push pull, isn't it? Repulsion, attraction. You're you're desperate to get away, but at the same time, you just really want to check what you've just seen. So def- I think definitely take a look back. Yeah, yeah. Just as you sort of move over the brow of the hill, you you see this shadowy shape jump down off the portico and you you hear it this sort of barking roar and then you hear the um the man pull the chain and yell at it and it, it looks like he's he's hanging on to it you run down the road yeah okay cool and we'll find out i think we'll find out what happens to you oh god okay gun down by fascists <laughs> for n- for now she runs down the hill into the night great okay I think I've pulled out the trowel, by the way, in this moment, and I've whirled round, but then when I see it all resolving, I sort of put the trowel back in my linen jacket. Yeah. And and pretend. Okay. It doesn't really matter. And the man the man says, Not everybody can take the sight of the orcolat. And then he says, almost with like a wry smile, and there is a reason we are a brotherhood, after all. Uh. And he leads you into the basilica, and the the man with the the orcalat follows, and they shut the door firmly behind you, lock it, bolt it, and you find yourself inside like quite a quite a gaudy baroque basilica. There's like an aisle that leads down to. You look towards where presumably the the icon, the Madonna di San Luca would normally be and where it normally would be there's just a piece of plywood and um, sort of tacked up in place of it and the, the man who appears to be in charge says I do not know what brought you here tonight but we are uh, short of one to complete our task it seems not all of the confraternita agree with the decisions we have made this year. Call it ecclesiastical differences, mm. see. Presumably it will be an ecumenical matter. <laughs> you understand very well, Signor. It nearly always is. <laughs> now, you who wear the cape, it seems you have for whatever reason been chosen but perhaps perhaps we tried to teach you both what do you mean teach us what you must learn learn the the words of power no 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 the spell no 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 oh no no way i take the i take the cloak off no way not doing no 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 thank you <laughs> And I've, I've pulled the dagger out and I'm backing up and waving it at everyone. You're not making me do anything. Any weird magic stuff, okay? Uh, okay. I, I'll take the cloak and I'll say, I'll say, I'll vouch for him. You take up the cloak. What if I do it for you? They mutter amongst themselves and and then he says, You are a good with the blade, Signor. See? Me? Yes. Well, I'll... He looks at the knife in your hand. I can kill someone, if that's what you mean. Well, nothing magic about it. No, that uh, will not be necessary, but perhaps your role is, uh, is a different one. He's very skilled. Very skilled. Ruthless. I'm not having anything to do with no magic. All right. I can't do it. I can't do it. All right, uh, you... I understand. I, I hope your friend is... It's a, it's a quick learner, is all I say. And he looks at the clock 
and sees that, you know, this only, I mean, you don't know whether this is of any significance, but only a, a few hours till midnight. And he says, it is uh, almost time for the feast. And he, uh, he says, come, come close, come close. See. And he brings you toward him. God. <laughs> and, uh. Oh, God. And says, repeat after me. And then he makes the most extraordinary sounds. You guess they must be words. He speaks for a, about a minute. Oh, my God. And then he says, it's too much. I break it down. And he, so he starts breaking this extraordinary uh, incantation down into component parts, into, you know, maybe five seconds at a time. And it's, it's, it's not like a language you've ever heard. No. I think maybe at one point you suggest that he could write it down and you could study it phonetically. And he says, it's not possible. And you, you kind of believe him because the, the sounds he's making don't really marry up with any of the phonetics that you're used to. Yeah. Could you roll me a D8 to see how long it takes you to master this spell? Obviously, I do have acting. Hmm. Which, which I can't help but think might. Okay, well, here you go. Give me an acting roll. If you succeed on your acting, I'll give you a bonus die for your... You do that whole thing where you just do blind copy <laughs> with no understand. <laughs> yeah, give me an acting roll first. Not that anyone would ever condone that amongst actors, of course. It would be absolutely sacrilegious. Well, some directors think that's Ooh. a rehearsal technique. <laughs> <laughs> uh, acting. Let's see how the acting role goes. This is. It all comes down to this. It's a 15, Dan. That's a success, is it? It's a hard success. Fantastic. My 33 and a half. So in that case, uh, I will let you roll me a D4 instead of a D8. D4. I said it all comes down to this. Obviously, it all comes down to this, because we've got two hours, right? So it has to be one or a two, does it? I'm assuming that, but... Well, I haven't said it takes... I haven't said how long you've got. I've just said a matter of hours. It's a four, Dan. It's a four. I'm gutted. I'm gutted. So at some some point, the man turns away from you and says... It's taking too long. Senor, you must try, he says to Robert. You must, please, sir. You must try. I can't, I'm not doing any magic. I, I can't, I can't do it. He's going to, I'm going to roll my um, persuade. It's not even that. I've got a, I've got a phobia. Maybe I'll roll a psychology. Intimidate. Psychoanalysis. Oh, that's not good, is it? There's nothing I can do to my D4s then, no. Can't spend any luck. We'll see. What if I roll a sanity roll to see if I can tolerate it? <laughs> oh, yeah, great idea. Yeah. Let's see how I'm like, all right, all right. Well, if he's just singing, then fine. But as soon as I get started, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. You know why it didn't work? It's because I was imitating. I wasn't truly inhabiting. That's why it's taking so long. How have you got on with your sanity roll? Well, I failed, surprisingly. <gasps> Four, 48 okay, on so a 22. <laughs> in that case, in that case, I think I'm, I'm going to say you lose a point of sanity for even attempting this. Mm. This is so anathema. That, that drives me definitely insane, by the way. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, great. <laughs> of course it does. Yes, because that was the one last point. Yeah. Okay, let's see what variety of indefinitely insane you get. <laughs> it's all kicking off. <laughs> so there's an automatic bout at this point. I think I've been chanting for a while, probably, before it starts to sink in. So I've been doing it for a bit. I've started sweating. I've become... I've started to dissociate. My hands are clammy. Tinnitus. I start to feel sick. I keep looking over. That thing is still there. It can't be real. And yet it is the thing that should not be. So as you start trying to say this spell... It does something to your brain and you, you, you try to say the words and you stop. You find yourself like choking on them and you turn to the, the one, one of the, one of the brotherhood, mm. not the one who was trying to teach you, but only the one, one of the other ones. And he says, uh, all right, so you recognize me, do you? Kevin. That's right. 
Bet you thought you'd never see my face again. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd got on the wrong side of the craze. I thought they'd done you in. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You thought you you thought you'd done away with me, didn't you? What do you mean? I I always had your back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you wanted me to believe, so. But hey, it's not my fault if you got on the wrong side of Reggie. You know Reggie's nuts. Sure, sure, yeah. Reggie's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. What's your excuse? I'm not crazy. No. No. I'm... Why are you talking to a dead man then? You won't. Why are you talking to a dead man? I said so. You've got a point there, haven't you? Yeah. Kev, you, you've got a point there, because how did you die in the end? What they do in the end, was it? <laughs> Why do you think you could pull the wool over my eyes? I'm not pulling the wool over anyone's eyes. I know it was you, so. Mm. But you'll be joining me soon, won't you? That's the thing about being dead. You can, uh, you can see things, what, live people can't. And he look, starts looking at your body, and he says, I can see it eating away at you inside, running through your veins, that disease. Yeah, well. You ain't got long left, do you, so? I've had long enough. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, maybe I can pay you back when I see you on the other side. What about that? Well, it'll be too late by then, Kev. This isn't your poison, is it? But you've got some of mine. And I don't regret a thing. Yeah. You're a dirty bastard. You deserve everything you fucking got. Well, one way or another, poison could be the end of both of us, innit? Yeah, well, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Right, well, have a lovely evening, mate. Hope it's not too, uh, weird. And then he turns away, and he turns back. And it's the monk again, the, the brother again, but he sort of smiles at you like, Maybe it's not. Maybe it, maybe it's still Kev. I shout very loudly all of a sudden. I just go, you're a dirty, murdering, dirty fucking, fucking cheating bastard. bastard. You got everything you, you fucking deserve, you dead cunt. Okay, shush, quiet, quiet now, quiet. He, he cannot take it. It is too much for some minds. And they, a couple of them take you and, and sit you down on a pew. Get your fucking hands off of me. And they, they back away from you. The craze sent you, did they? Uh, they had enough of me now, have they? Yeah, fuck them. I think maybe four of them now grab you and try and hold you down on the bench and uh, and calm you down. Let's just see how long this bout is going to last. Oh, that's going to last quite a while. In that case, I try and nut one of them. Quite right to you. Okay. Um, give me a dex roll. No. Big old fail. And I've got a hard success. So between the four of them, they incapacitate you and they hold you down. But as a result, you have to sort of sit there and watch what happens, which is that Nicholas continues learning the spell. Jeannie, Sharon, you've been running for some time now. So we said maybe 20 minutes. I mean, it feels like an eternity. It probably does. <laughs> Do you want to give me a constitution roll to see whether you keep going or whether you need to pause for yeah. a little breather? Absolutely. Okay, oh, I think I've absolutely bossed it. Yes, 15 on a 50. Wow, Sharon, Sharon is fit. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Does she go out jogging regularly, perhaps? Well, do you know what I mean? Like, she's she's a housewife, which I think is one of the most underrated uh, uh, non-Olympic sporting events uh, in the world, particularly in the seventies, there'd be a lot, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of manual labour involved in yeah. cleaning a house and you know washing and all of that, carrying all the shopping. Yeah, hefting that enormous heavy vacuum cleaner up and down the stairs. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's quite strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, okay, so you're 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 away, and as you sort of you make your way down the road that kind of runs parallel to the portico. It's it's the same road that you drove up in the car, but it's 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 dark now. I think it's taken you you know, an hour or so sort of exploring around the basilica and, and, and now heading back down. So it's dark and you can see as you run, you, you, you get to a point where you can see the town below you all, all lit up. And even from this distance, you can see the crowds gathering in the, in the main square or sort of towards the roads that lead up to where you are. Mm -hmm. You carry on running? 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think at this point, all that's in her mind is just get back to safety, get back to where she's staying, get back to her stuff. Sure. Right. Okay. So just keep running like a, like a mad woman who's probably throwing up a bit on herself out of sheer fear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Into the crowd, like the beginning of a terrible carnival. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so you're not quite there yet, but we'll, we'll come back to you in a minute. Joseph. Can I try something? I don't know if it's going to work, but... I think in my desperation, realising that things are progressing, especially when they say, we'll have to try it, with your friend I think mm-hmm. unless my hands are involved in some kind of aspect of it no I would I would try and take out this amulet this dog headed amulet that I have figurine okay and and I would take the trowel mm. and I would stab my palms in a stigmata mm. and then I would grab the the dog headed symbol okay uh, and then I and then I would attempt the using the blood dripping out of my hands around this thing. Okay, great. Uh, I would I would attempt. They look at you strangely, but they they sort of um, have respect for your strange rich strange rituals. And um, you can you can roll that d4 again for me if you like. I could. Um, and do you want some hit points for that? Not that it matters clearly. Hmm. I mean, how deep have you gone? I mean, I've stabbed my. Stabbed my... I mean, I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe take a hit point. One hit point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, Just one hit point. It's a one on my d4. It's a one. Amazing. So from going from, from him thinking that you were never going to make it, after this, I think it focuses your mind, the pain, and you're reciting it pretty fluently. And then he says, Good, good, you have it. Now, we all practice together. We have to time it correctly. And they all, they all sort of stand in a circle and breathe in and then sort of speak the words at the same time. He says, good, you await the sign. And then when the time comes, you place your hand on the symbol. You will know it and say the words. Oh, and of course, you must take this. And he gives you a strip of fabric which I take I look nervously at Robert and then he says for your eyes see for your eyes I I, I look really nervously at Robert (laughs) and I think it's the last vestiges of my sanity and I just look at Robert's eyes and I just nod my eyes are wide and bloodshot and I'm sweating and chewing my own face like I'm coming down off a coke binge (laughs) and uh, he looks at the clock and it's um, it's it's sort of five minutes to midnight. Yeah. And he says, "It is time. Go." And you set off out of the basilica, I presume, in the company of um, five other members of the Brotherhood. Mm. Uh, oh no, forgive me. So you and four head down. I am the fifth. Yeah, you are the fifth. They've, but they've had to release Robert in order to do it. And they lead you back down the steps into the shrine, leaving the man and the orcalat and, and the, uh, the, the man who is apparently in charge. So Robert, you've been sort of released. I don't know whether you're still struggling or, well, you're certainly still under the impression that one of the brothers is your old pal Kev. Mm. But your mania, your, um, your bout of madness is not is not a violent one. It's just this delusion, delusion that one of your significant people is is amongst the brotherhood. Hmm. So the uh, the head of the fraternity says to you, "How are you feeling? Will you wield the knife? We must draw a cup of the Orcolat's blood." I can do that. That doesn't sound like magic to me. That just sounds like business. <laughs> All right. So he takes this this golden cup and holds it under the the arm of this creature. And the the, the man who is holding it 
sort of puts puts his hand on 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 like the top of his head where where the forehead would be, but there is no forehead, and it, he's he's somehow brought it to its knees, and he's he's sort of looking at looking at it dead in the eyes, and he says now. Sorry, old China, and I, I uh, cut him. So you cut the arm, and this thick, black, oozing substance begins to sort of trickle into this gold cup. Mm. And then when it's nearly full, the man places it on the floor, and he, he sort of binds the arm of the Orcolat, and you see that, that the arm is sort of riddled with these vertical lines as if this has happened many, many times before. Mm. And he says, now you go with me. And he leads you into, through the body of the church and he peels away the plywood where the, where the icon was and, and steps through and says, you do not have to come if you do not want to. You can await here. I'll come. Very good. And so he he sort of leads you down these steps. Another spiral staircase, similar to the ones that led you into the Oubliette, except these, they sort of open out over a, a hole in the floor. And there's various chains hanging down. And you look down through this hole, and I'll, I'll tell you what you see in a moment, uh, because it's the same thing as Nicholas is about to see. Well, just down below. Nicholas, as you're led down these spiral staircase, this the spiral staircase you went down once before, you're now wearing the cape, correct? Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. And my two-towel scarf, my cravat. Yes. And you see the brothers wipe their hands along the walls and sort of smear their faces as they head down with the with the grime that covers the walls, this dust and and slime and moss i'll uh, i'll put my hand out and uh, and see what my hand gathers it's gross pretty gross but it's like it's dirt and moss uh it's it's nothing any more gross than that i'll do the same then could you give me a listen roll please oh yes oh, i'd love to That's a 40 on my 50 listen. Okay. Uh, Just a regular listen. Uh, I would say just with a regular listen, (laughs) you can't hear anything at this point. Is it worth me pushing this? No, I don't think so. It's more of a passive. It's more of a passive, yeah. Just to see if you're aware of what's coming. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's the smearing... That's blocking my hearing slightly, I think, and then there's the whole footsteps. Although I think we've been quite quiet, aren't we? Yeah, I think I think you are. I think you you can hear this sort of slow breathing of of you and four others as you descend the stairs, and the you know soft padded footsteps on on the on the stone stairs as you descend this staircase. And I mean, what's different, I suppose, what you can hear is that. Last time you came down these stairs, you could hear the the snorting and barking of the orcolat, and it's it's no longer here. A relief. Anyway, you you reach the bottom of a relief. <laughs> you reach the bottom of these stairs, and you're back in the. I don't know whether you ever entered the, the sort of oubliette at the bottom. You didn't really. You met the orcolat right at the the threshold, didn't you? That's right. So, you emerge out into this very bare stone sort of circular space the staircase comes comes down on one side and then to your left and to your right there is a a sort of doorway or an archway Mm. and then it comes up to a to a sort of point in the middle and it's 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 very bare and, and and rustic and the monks turn and move to the right towards the the archway and one of them lifts his finger and points to the the keystone, if you like, above the archway, mm. where you see a symbol carved there. And he says, your hand there. I start to raise my hand, looking at him as if this, is this the right thing to do? 
Just become a cultist now. Done. Not now. When the time comes. When the time comes. See, you watch for the sign. This is my gate, my doorway. Yours is through there. Gosh. And uh, and he he hangs back by this gate, and the other three file through this archway into into the the room beyond. And uh, do you follow? Yeah. Although in the um, in the League of Gentlemen version of this, I would I would then say, why can't I have this one and you go to the? I like this one, but I don't say that. <laughs> I think in my mind's eye, I sort of want to be quite British about it and say, <laughs> I don't really want to cross that strange. <laughs> awful ancient place but I, I of course do as I'm told instead because I'm very British and in that version he says trust me you do not want this one <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this one okay okay. this is uh, the busiest one <laughs> <laughs> busy busy I think I had the translation wrong there <laughs> hmm maybe so they file through into the room beyond, which is a much larger cavern. Oh dear! Um, and and as you enter, I'll, I'll describe the scene that is before you. You're you come through an arch that's sort sort of at the top of some stairs that lead down into. It's a cavern that is sort of almost spherical in shape, as in the stairs lead down to the to the lowest point at the bottom, mm. and then the walls curve upwards towards a. Um, a, a sort of not quite a point at the top so it's it's like a sphere or an egg shape really mm. looks have you seen any of those pictures of those or you might even have been there those sort of extraordinary step wells in in india oh i know the t- oh, i think i know the kind of thing you mean so it's got almost got a, a a flavor of that to it that the stairs lead lead down to perhaps a well in the center and indeed in the center of the room there is this circular hole Ooh. It, it, it's not like a well, it's just a hole in the floor. Mm. And then there are four doors, four other gateways that lead off from this space. There's a flashed memory of uh, a, a dreadful production of Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, in which the central trap failed, and both children and animals fell into it. It crosses my mind that I saw um, uh, some ten years back. Uh, actually, Dan Wheeler was one of the actors in it. He was one of the few... Was it Dan Wheeler or was it Oliver Courtney de Quincy? Oh, so it was Oliver Courtney de Quincy. I can't tell which one's which anymore. Um, yeah. De Quincy's performance is Aslan. Unforgettable. Yes. Uh, so this is the shape of the room. Yeah, it's a bit like a step or a bit like maybe uh, some sort of underground cistern. Mm. It's quite hard to tell what the purpose of this room would be. Terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. The, but the thing that immediately catches your attention is what is hanging on the end of these chains that are suspended from the ceiling. And there are maybe maybe half a dozen, maybe ten chains. And on the end of each is a, a, a corpse. Are corpses in various stages of putrefaction. Um, some of them are so old and, uh, and decrepit and rotted to not even be recognisable as as human corpses, except that you can see the others in the, in the sequence. Some of them are uh, pretty long dead, but recognisable as humans. Others are m- much more recent. You think um, perhaps perhaps only well, maybe give me. Um, do you have any any medicine skills or anything? Oh gosh, um, not really. I've got or any any biology. Uh, uh, didn't Sharon have biology? <laughs> Not helpful now. That crosses your mind. Sharon would be the one to. Yes, didn't didn't she mention something about understanding the human biological system? No, I've got no scientific skills. Well, I think you can you can just tell that they are from a they are various different stages of rottenness. It's immediately obvious to you, or your first thought upon looking at this scene, is that this appears to be almost like an array of cured meats of different types. Mm. It is like a 
a dish of antipasti for something, someone. Uh, of course it is, and it's hanging over this aperture below this well. And there is one that looks like a probably a very fresh corpse that you can see from where you are. It's quite close to you. There's a bullet hole right through the forehead. Ah, the missing, the missing victim. Perhaps. And then on the end of the last chain, not, not hanging by a butcher's hook, but tied with ropes, is Julia. Good God. I think there's a moment there where looking at that and with the antipasti image i do definitely my first thought is definitely the food which is interesting because of course it also slightly reminds me of avant-garde theater and some of the stuff i've been watching recently the royal court and definitely a little bit of um some of the more kind of fringe stuff and uh, this sort of contorted bodies held in painful positions some suspended by ropes the bound nature of the decade seems to sort of ring in me in that moment and I realise that I'm watching the show of my lifetime, I, I'm watching the ultimate performance that a critic could ever observe and the dream of all dreams it's interactive no, no, no. and I have a vision of the future where I see how audiences will be led into spaces like this, where they can observe, but they're both passive uh, and, and terrified, and they don't know what their agency is, but they also don't know how to get past the fact that they want to be active, but they don't really want to be active. So this is this frozen aspect to themselves. And I have this vision of the future of theatre in that moment that reaches an enlightened state of a sanity role. <laughs> 